Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. All right. Kenny, you would love what I got going on in my little office, my little studio here right now. You got a pizza oven? Uh, no, I don't have oh. a pizza oven. I do, you know, I do have a <laughs> microwave and a coffee pot and all that. Yeah. But I'm sitting in sunshine. Oh, nice. Artificial sunshine. Oh, well, what the heck, huh? Feels good. Yeah. It feels wonderful. Yeah. My um, my doctor at the VA uh, it has been so accommodating to me. She said to me the other day, she said, uh, "So how are you? Uh, you know, how are you dealing with the uh, with with the overcast and the, you know, the winter in general?" And I said, "Well, you know, I'm kind of used to Florida, and we we spent ten years in Florida, and uh, I was kind of I really liked that to be able to go and sit outside in the sun and." She said, well, so you miss the sun? And I said, yeah, kind of. She said, well, let me see if I can take care of that for you. And lo and behold, the next, you know, a week later in the mail or delivered to me from UPS, I get one of these, uh, I don't know how to explain it other than it's a massive set of lights. It's only about a foot by a foot. And it sits on the, sits on the countertop. But when you turn it on, there must be... 400 really strong UV lights in there that just shower you with light. It's it's meant for people that are having uh, affective disorders, or what, what, what do they call that, uh, where you really are affected by the lack of sunshine? Yeah, it's called SAD. It's, it's an acronym for SAD. Seasonal yeah. Affective Disorder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you're getting some therapy for it, and uh, if it makes you feel good, and that's awesome. It does. Good. It makes me feel wonderful. So I got a couple of things on my mind, stuff. Bradley. Okay. Well, let's let's go with what you got. Yeah, what I got, got a lot on my mind. Well, you know how we have city councils, and you know they're uh, yeah. protesting and asking city councils to um, create resolutions Stop. for yeah. the ceasefire Stop in the Gaza. War in Gaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, when uh, <laughs> President Biden was over in Superior, uh, there were protesters outside. Um, some were protesting uh, Palestine and free Gaza, amongst other things. And, and I got to thinking, what really is the issue here with these people when it comes to Gaza, Palestine, the Israel-Hamas conflict, all the above? What is yeah. the real issue here, Brad? Because I got to tell you, I have a feeling that a lot of these people support abortion rights. And, and I'm, I'm kind of concerned why the death of people in Gaza, and maybe it's once you're on the ground and out of the womb, it's different. And, and I don't want to debate that, and there might be something there. But it just seems kind of weird that they're so adamant about what's going on in Palestine with yeah. Israel, and yet, if you go back to October, was it October seventh or sixth? October sixth, I think. Yeah, yeah. The, you never it, hear them mention about that. You no, never hear and if them, you watch no. some of that footage, and there's a lot of that footage out there, it's some of the most heinous stuff you can watch. It's hard oh. to watch. It is, and so there's never that discussion. But even more so, Brad, I got to thinking: if that's so important to them, why aren't they asking these city councils? to support Texas in 
stopping illegal migration at the southern border. Because, Brad, I got to tell you there, there's a real problem down there. And it's more than just, well, we can't say no to these people. They're seeking asylum. It's more than that, Brad. It's the illegal illegal drugs, the fentanyl, the uh, humanitarian issues that are happening down there. We know women are being raped. We know that this is a a catastrophe at the southern border. And we just now learned uh, through Fox Business News the cost of illegal migrants over the next three years in just New York City, twelve yeah, how many billion, billion, twelve Woo-hoo. billion. So this is a cost to the U.S. that we yes. cannot endure. And Brad, I'm going to play for you and your uh, listeners a short thirty-three second soundbite. It's hard for Jerry Nadler to get his point out. You may have heard this. This is astonishing coming from a uh, uh, Democratic representative. And we need immigrants in this country. Forget the fact that the farm, that our our vegetables would rot in the ground if if they weren't being picked by many immigrants, many illegal immigrants. The fact is that the birth rate in this country is way below replacement level, which means our population is going to start shrinking. And the ratio of people on Social Security and Medicare is going to increase relative to the number of people supporting them. I can't believe what's coming out of Congress, Brad, and what's coming out of the mouths of some of these insane Democrats. This is more than just people seeking asylum and men and women that want to work and take those rotten vegetables out of the ground. This is bizarre. This is bizarre, Brad. There and, is a humanitarian crisis at the southern border. Yes. Yes, there is. And, and Kenny, it's amazing that some Democrats are finally, finally starting to get it because it's affecting their own districts. That's the only reason they're starting to get it is because they see the cost. They see the dollars that are being spent. I got a story this morning in that same regard. One of the most... Uh, Well, he's probably the most insecure Democrat for this year's election is a Democrat out of uh, Montana named John Tesser. Um, He has now finally started to come out. Well, here, I'll I'll read you what it said. Uh, John Tesser has called the Biden administration to secure the southern border now that he faces a tough reelection battle after doing nothing for years. In a recent op-ed published in the Billings Gazette, Billings, Montana Gazette, Tesser said the Democrats should set aside political beliefs and expect and accept that allowing anyone to enter the country without being properly vetted or going through a legal process undermines our national security. Really? You get it finally? When you're up for election and you may not uh, make it through, we know, he goes on to say, like you were saying, Kenny, we know that the drug cartels are taking advantage of these gaps in our border security to traffic drugs and people across the border. Tester even said that the strain of the open border has caused such great pain for his constituents that he told the president, Joe Biden, and Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, that do nothingus, that the situation is unacceptable. 
Now, why is he speaking out on this right now? Well, he's up for election this year, and he's he's in a very Republican-dominated state. He's the only Democrat to hold high office in Montana after surviving three close races. And this year, he has a, another opponent against him, Tim Sheehy, a former Navy SEAL who has vowed to push an American first agenda in the U.S. Senate, has come out and said, I am running for that seat currently held by Mr. Tessier. So that's the only reason he's... And that you see the Democrats, even Biden to some degree, are finally starting to make some moves because they read the polls. They see the tea leaves, Kenny, and they know that on the average Joe Blow six-pack, whether he drinks Bud Light or uh, or anything else, that this is the number one issue. Illegal immigration is the number one issue. And so he's looking at this, and he's looking at his low approval ratings, and all of a sudden he's telling Chuck Schumer, you've you got to make some kind of an agreement with the Republicans, something we can live with. And and yet it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So, but look, this morning, I, I'm Kenny, I'm watching Fox News this morning, and they're showing the governor of Texas, Abbott. He's talking down by one of the border crossings, one of the illegal crossing areas. And he his administration has put out these metal containers these uh, uh, shipping containers, and they have them lined with barbed wire, and there's barbed wire everywhere, and yet here these illegal immigrants have brought ladders from Mexico across the Rio Grande, put them up against the containers, and they're climbing up on the roof of the containers and then taking another ladder and putting it down on the ground in Texas to continue to flood into Texas illegally. Why are they so desperate to be here, Brad? Well, the USA is the land of milk and honey, Kenny, to a lot of these people. Yeah. Uh, the jobs are not that readily available in some of these countries. Uh, some of the countries are, well, a lot of the countries south of the border are uh, controlled by uh, communists, uh, socialists at the very least, uh, they don't have a lot of freedoms down there. They hear from their relatives up here. Oh, God, you got to come up here. You can get a job immediately. You're doing roofing, doing this, doing that. And uh, and send money home. I see it almost every day when I go to, believe it or not, I go to a grocery store that has a uh, Western Union office. And there is always four or five um people of uh, different nationalities that are not they don't look like they belong right here and they are making out money orders to send to their relatives south of the border i would love to know the impact the financial impact of the united states sending us dollars south of the border Ooh. because it's got to be astronomical i think it is brad we've said this over and over again that not everybody that's coming through that border is coming with bad intentions. No, but some not at all. Are they're wicked, 
evil people, some of them. Yes. Go back and listen to the podcast, uh, listeners, and what I said is <laughs> some of them have evil intent, not all of right. them. And we can't afford that. We, there's too many coming. They're going to be missed. They're going to be uh, sliding through. Uh, this administration, Brad, this is going to be what puts an end to Joe Biden and the Democrats in the White House. And it can't happen fast enough. Because it's, this it's guy, going to get worse every day. This guy's every doing day. nothing right. to protect every day, any of it us. It will get worse. He can't talk. He can't think. He can't function. He can't even wear a hard hat properly. Did you see this picture of him uh, over <laughs> yeah. at wherever he was? And he's wearing the hard hat. Well, there's this tensioner. And it goes to, it goes to the back of the head. It, it, it's just it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And he had it to the front, no doubt. And there's uh, some Teamsters there, iron workers, whatever, with a thumbs up. And, you know, sometimes when you're at the party, you know, you just kind of, you know, you you just roll with the dumb guy. You just do. You just kind of roll with him. Oh, it's no big deal. He's got it on backwards and he can't talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what? Have another beer. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, it, it is. It is it's absolutely insane. crazy. That border, Brad, uh, is, is there's bad things happening down there. And the fact that the federal government, or rather this Biden administration, is saying, no, you can't protect your border, Texas. You know how long they've endured this, Brad? For a, a couple of years now, they've been dealing with this. And yeah, I, I got to tell least. you, what they need to do is they need to have buses lined up and say, Okay, we're sending them to Washington, D.C., and just get them on the bus and keep bussing them. Don't stop. Nope. And all these states, they don't want to sign on uh, with Governor Abbott. Here they are. You deal with them. And the worst part, the worst part, Kenny, is that, you know, the innocents are paying the price here. They're being shipped all over the country to places they really don't want to have to deal with them. And we're starting to see that. And, of course, they don't want people to step forward and uh, and tell what's really going on. They don't want mothers to come forward and say, you know what? My daughter was killed by an illegal immigrant, an M- M13 member that was uh, that came across the border here through your broken border system. They don't want to hear that. They don't want those stories to get out. Um and yet they are starting to get out. So, I, you know what scares me almost as bad? Yesterday, when I saw that clip this morning of the uh, uh, of the meeting over at the, uh, what, what's it called? The something Rider Brewery in Superior? Yeah, Earth Rider. Earth Rider. Yeah. Uh, when, when he started to melt down, the, the assembled masses... Progressives, Democrats, uh, union types, whatever else, they started applauding. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's sad. It's frightening. It's, it's all the above, Brad. Um, I don't have a soundbite of what he said, but I, I, here, I'm going to give it my best shot, what he said. You ready? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, it was. It was. I'll give him a little do. It was more like uh, the beer, beer, beer. This uh, beer, the beer that's made made by the lake. Uh, you got to be uh, the you beer know, in the lake. Uh, it's, it's I, I want You know, I want to be careful here, and I know that the Nelsons and the other people involved with Earth Rider, they've got a good business over there. They're and, good people, and they're, yeah, yeah, they've been around a long time. They were some of the early people at Fitgers. Uh, when you had that uh, brew house going down there and what have you. I don't know all the ins and outs there, but they've been around doing this a long time. And they, uh, you know, they had the president over there. It's going to bring a lot of uh, attention to their brand, and that's good. Unfortunately, the road to their business is going to be closed for four to five years. (laughs) Here, Kenny, to give him his due, I have exactly, quote, Oh, can you exactly save what it he said after, until after the yeah. first? Break? Oh, yeah, good, absolutely. Okay, we'll do the break and then we'll come back with his actual word-for-word quote. Now, I may not be able to mumble it or grumble it like he did, but I'm, and I'll give you the words. It is his voice that said immediately surge to the border. You should come. This is Biden's mess. What happens next? Our entire country is now a sanctuary nation. Will happen here. You can stream us 24-7 at KDAL610.com. KDAL time is 1229-er, 32 degrees in Eveleth, Minnesota, 32. Uh, winds are southwest at 7. 35 in Superior. Winds are calm. 35 in Canal Park. And winds are relatively calm. And let's go to Aiken. Let's check out Aiken, Minnesota. Overcast and 34 degrees in Aiken and calm in Aiken as well. Home of the Gobblers. And Brad, if I might, I know you have something to mention. I didn't uh, get a chance to communicate with you. Phone lines are jammed, so go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, let me, it's not going to take me 10 seconds to read you what he said. The beer brewed here, it used to make the brew beard here. Uh, and then he, uh, oh, Earth Rider, thanks for Great Lakes. Uh, I wonder why. Yeah, spare us. <laughs> this is all over social media. Oh, God, yes. And I mean, they're, they're claiming it is the biggest gap and gaff yet of his administration. When I say social media, this is all over national Social media. Joe Concha, Joe Concha, the uh, Fox uh, guy, uh, uh, does a great job. He's had it on his uh, Twitter site uh, for a while, and some others, uh, Colin Rugg, and oh, it's just everywhere. But uh, it's sad. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Well, listen, who, we got a couple different callers here. Let's yeah, uh, actually, we're go Jeff. To... Jeff is up first from Superior. Oh, Jeff is yep, okay. Yep, yep. Jeff, you are up first here. What's on your mind this uh, this afternoon here on a Friday? Well, thank you, Brad. Good afternoon. I um, was listening to you talk earlier about immigration, and I want to paint a picture that tells you my understanding because I'm a voter, and okay. you know we have to we have to become educated to what the Democrats are saying. And what the Republicans are saying. So we make a choice, right? I mean, that's sure. that's what politics is all about. So it's my understanding that the Democrats say these aren't illegal immigrants. They're asylum seekers. And there's laws protecting them because they're seeking asylum from political persecution. Now, mm-hmm. you and I know that that's, that's not true. That's the cartels not the are shipping them to the border because they're making money off of their fear and anxiety. 
And, okay, so they may be seeking asylum from the cartels, but these governments of Mexico, Honduras, you know, they, they are not protecting their own people, okay? So the Republicans Correct. are saying, and I've heard Trump say this, we want merit-based immigration. They need to enter the border, across the border at legal points of entry so they can be processed, but they'll stay in Mexico until we get them processed. Now, what I would say as a voter, as a person with an educated opinion, we need quotas. In other words, I don't care where they're coming from or whatever, but we're going to process them. We'll have them vetted. And then there's a lift. And I think we, politically speaking, need to do that for our own survival and safety. We need to protect our country and take care of our country and our citizens first. Right. You know, that's my opinion. But I'm going to be listening to the debate between the Democrats and Republicans, because I don't agree with AOC and Ilhan Omar that these people are asylum seekers. And, you know, Kamala Harris even told them not to come. So the point is, we need to think about this more clearly and have merit based immigration with some quotas, in my opinion. Yeah, good, good stuff. And Jeff, yes, you're right. We do have merit based we do allow certain immigration to come in every year. There are quotas, but this is this is people that have just decided they're not going to go through the asylum-seeking process or through the immigration process. They're going to just willy-nilly come because they've been somehow convinced that the border's wide open. The 2.6 million or, or more, we have no idea really, have already come. And and that's uh, and 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 of course when they come they get they get the shelter they get food they get medical care uh, and it's all paid for by you and I the taxpayers at our expense and it's burdening even democratic households strongholds like Chicago and Detroit and New York. They're saying, enough is enough. We can't take any more. Well, if you can't take any more, imagine what is happening in Texas, where it is just being flooded with people, illegal people coming across. And how many deaths have we had from fentanyl, which is being carried in by many of these people, some of them uh, because they want to, because there's a payoff for them, a lot of them because they're being forced to, that are they're being told by the cartel, look, you either carry this in or we're going to kill your family back in Guatemala. So it, it's not good. Let's go to Tony, and then we're going to take our CBS News break. Tony, good afternoon. Hey, how are you, how are you doing today? Good, yeah, how are you? Bring up the point. Good, good. Yeah, and I just uh, commented about two weeks ago on that same subject you guys were just talking about, about, you know, how you worked your butt off your whole life and, you know, you're getting charged a thousand a month for health care and this and that. And, you know, there's other people coming and get it for nothing, you know. But but uh, apart from that, I was just going to talk about that Blotnik Bridge quick and uh, just bring put something out there. But, you know, that Golden okay. Gate Bridge, that was built back in the 30s. And uh, you know they That's got what a I thought. Of workers. They get, yeah, yeah. 1933 they started was completed in 37, with the technology they had back then. Well, you know, so that's what roughly what's 87, 90 years old you could say. And uh, you know, here's our Blodnick Bridge is 60-ish, two years old, whatever. 
and you know they're saying that has to be replaced. Well, I mean the Golden Gate Bridge that's sitting in salt water. Yeah, see, in clean water. see, Tony, Tony, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, Tony, there's going to be people that'll say to you, yeah, but our, our bridge takes a lot worse abuse from weather. We've got snow and rain and cold and all those things. But Tony's right. The Golden Gate Bridge sits in salt water and the right. salt evaporates up onto it all the time, but they maintain it. Right. Yeah, there's a steady crew of workers. I was watching a National Geographic thing on it one year and uh, or one time, and there's a steady crew of workers on that bridge, uh, twenty, you know, three, you know, yearly, and uh, you know, maintaining it and taking care of it. Well, yep. Even if our piers are somewhat, maybe some of the rebar inside the piers might be somewhat deteriorated. Why can't they put a pier in between the piers? Plus, they just did okay. extend the lanes. Remember, they expanded the lanes about, I don't know, probably in the early 90s or whatever. So right. I just can't see them ripping the whole damn thing down just to... No, no, I can't it, either. I used, to, I used to put my boat in right underneath that bridge all the time to go fishing. And it, it, the infrastructure underneath the bridge is pretty doggone solid and... That you know, there's a lot of structural integrity. I think that's good there, and I know that they've they've been inspecting these bridges on a regular basis all the time. The bridge needs some work, no doubt about it. But I don't know that it needs to be completely re- replaced. But I, I thank you for your call, Tony. With that, I gotta get to CBS News. We're kind of running behind here. We'll be back shortly. KDAL time is twelve forty-one, thirty-five degrees in Superior. If we go down to Canal Park at the Army Corps of Engineers, a little warmer. Well, a degree. Okay, thirty-six degrees. <laughs> but my goodness, are we mild or what, huh, Brad? Really are. It's it's been. Uh, the whole winter actually has been fairly good, other than a couple of little storms. But, oh, and by the way, you, we do have Justin from AirServe, JServe. Yes. He's got something to tell you that uh, he's pretty excited about. Ooh, Justin, what's happening? What's going on? Well, Brad, I just got back from a two-day Bryant dealer meeting that was sponsored by Our Steel down in St. Paul at the Intercontinental Hotel. So we had a great day of learning about changes within the industry, learning about rebates and tax credits and how to balance off some of those costs for your listeners in the future, and just had a great update on equipment and functionality. And then uh, we had such a great day. Uh, I had the president of Our Steel came up to me, and he had heard about some of these radio ads that you and I do together. And uh, he was very <laughs> delighted by those things, and he offered to take me to a wild game after the really? uh, conference was over. So I went with the president of our steel and both of his brothers and a, another little small group of us, and uh, we hung out at the wild game. Too bad we couldn't pull out a win. It was 3-2, to two, but a great experience. Oh, so you were at the Predators game last night. Yes, we were. A lot of fights, Brad. It was a good hockey Oh, game. man. You know, there good were a hockey. lot of fights. At, um, I was Glad to see that the wild uh, when so, when somebody takes off after Krill and gives him an elbow in the face or something, uh, the rest of the team stands up for him pretty good. Yeah, but it absolutely. was it was a tough lot. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Uh, unfortunately, Brad, for whatever reason, I don't have good luck at professional sporting events. You know, I can watch them win when I'm sitting on the couch at home. If I shell out lots of money or spend lots of time to go watch them live, they don't seem to pull it out for me. I'm probably bad luck. 
I got to tell you, your first comment about the president of the company coming and talking yes. to you about the ads, that doesn't surprise me because you are so professional on these ads and you talk about issues that I'm sure make the general public respond, calling up, want to talk to you, want to have you come out, that it, it, it has to have made a difference in your business, I would think. Well, thank you for saying that. And I'll tell you what, Brad, one of the things that we as employees of AirServe always try to let shine, whether we're on the radio or in your home doing a repair or an installation, Brad, we really love our jobs. We love our employers. We are a family of coworkers that work together. And then we turn around and we get all of our supplies and our appliances from another multi-generation owned family company right down in Plymouth, Minnesota, big old 240,000 square foot warehouse full of supplies and appliances down there, but a third generation family owned company. And so the Curtis family started with their grandfather in 1940 and that business passed down to his father. And of course, uh, excuse me, his son. And then his son had three sons. And so that would be Jeff and Joe and Steve that are now in charge of our steel with Steve, the oldest son being the president. And uh, you know, Usually with multi-generational family companies, by the time you get to the third generation, you're starting to fall apart. Well, actually, our steel <laughs> yeah. is absolutely on an upward, onward trajectory. The company is in great hands by being in the hands of the original founder's grandsons. You know, uh, let me just c- continue on with my thought process there. I'm a little concerned, uh, Justin, that they might be seeing the kind of efforts that your spots make on a regular basis that they might be coming to you and asking you to do this on a bigger basis, bigger uh, scope. (laughs) Well, that would be a lot of fun. But, you know, Bryant is the number one forced air heating and cooling system in the state of Minnesota. And one thing that they emphasize at these conferences is the model for Bryant, which is whatever it takes. So they're constantly doing things on the engineering side. Wait a minute. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that really their slogan? That is their slogan, is whatever it takes. Can I say something to you? Uh, of course you can. I, I I served with the 1st Battalion, 4th Marines in Vietnam, right? Yes. Now, the 2nd Battalion, 4th Marines, was uh, they were called the Magnificent... Mm, bad, mm, I can't say it on the air. Well, okay. I could, but I'm not going <laughs> to. You know, but you know what 1st Battalion, 4th Marines what motto was and is still to this very day? Is it whatever, whatever it takes? Whatever it takes. That's right. Well, I mean, that's, that's their tagline and their motto. Again, they have dedication to quality. One of the reasons why that system is the number one forced air heating and cooling system in the state of Minnesota, it's because of quality, it's because of reliability, performance, the comfort that it provides, and they're constantly looking at design and engineering options to make those appliances better, last longer, more efficient, ease up on the electrical and gas bill. And, of course, Bryant's are known for being very, very, very quiet. That's the quietest forced air yes. system on the market. And there's a lot of engineering and a lot of thought that has gone into that. And year after year after year, Justin, quality coming out of Bryant, always. You know, you get some companies that all of a sudden, one year, they'll have a great uh, manufacturing process and they'll come out with a great system. Not so good a couple years after that. But Bryant, it seems like year after year after year, they maintain that consistency. 
Absolutely, they do. And I still go into customers' homes, Brad, and I see the Plus 90, the Bryant Plus 90, one of the original high-efficiency furnaces that crossed that 90% efficiency threshold. That's the point at which you have PVC intake and exhaust pipes on your system, and it does start to generate a little condensate as a byproduct of burning that fuel at a high-efficiency percentage. Well, now, 25 years later, customers say, yep, this is a great machine. I want another Bryant. Now we're offering something that is two-stage. It has 25 variable speeds on the fan and then has a high and low fire on those two fire sides and of course very quiet and almost 97 percent efficient 96.6 that's incredible well looks and we got to wrap this up by asking you again as we always do people uh, people are listening they know what kind of information they're going to get by sitting down and talking to justin about their heating and air conditioning how do they get a hold of you how do they get a hold of air serve and set up an appointment our telephone number at the office, Brad, is 218-879-SERV, S-E-R-V, and our website is airserve.com, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com. Fantastic. Thank you, my friend. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Isn't that something, Kenny? Whatever it takes. Yeah. The same motto as my battalion in the Marine Corps. Yeah. Um, good stuff, Brad. Real good stuff. Yep. Good company, and... You bet. As a matter of fact, I do get calls from time to time. People say, what's that phone number again for AirServe? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I'm not kidding at all when I say Bryant is, you know, second to none. I mean, yeah. they they make a product that is really yeah. outstanding. So what do you well, make Well, listen, of, we better you, well, go ahead. I'm I sorry. Say, what do you make of, of Jerry Nadler saying what he said about there's a lot of vegetables that are rotting in the fields and we <laughs> need more illegal immigrants Brad, isn't that something? That, I mean, that's almost insane to say. It is insane to say. Uh, he's he's got an issue, and he's got a. Uh, I would ask him, what about the nineteen thousand eight hundred pounds of fentanyl that crossed the southern border in yeah. fiscal year twenty twenty three? Nineteen thousand eight hundred pounds. Brad, try to wrap that around your brain by looking at a little fentanyl pill. And nineteen thousand microscopic eight hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to comprehend, and yet and here then look it, at the numbers. Look at the numbers nationally, Kenny. About how many people have been killed because of fentanyl overdoses? I well, mean, there, there, there is discussion right now. You have probably heard the story about these three guys that were big supporters of Kansas City Chiefs that yeah. froze to death. Yeah. They're now saying they've done some toxology reports, and it appears like there was fentanyl involved in this situation as well. That's the first I'm hearing of this. I know that they were yeah. going to investigate, and that's the first I'm hearing of this. Uh, 70,000 people died in the U.S. from synthetic opioids, God. primarily fentanyl. That was in 2021. Wow. Yeah. So Jerry Nadler, it, he's got... Uh, He's just he's he's an evil guy, man. I'm sorry to make a statement like that is so irresponsible. And yeah. uh, wow, you know, and wow. and and for the for the for the Democrats to to step forward right now and say, look, the Republicans aren't helping us come up with a new plan, so it's the Republicans' fault that all of this is happening. No, you have. What have you done in Texas, Joe Biden? 
the the Democratic governor of that state, or the Republican governor of that state, I should say, has tried to, has passed laws that makes it illegal. If you are an illegal immigrant, you can be arrested and sent back across the border where you belong. You've said, we're going to take you to court for that. They have put up Constantina wire to try to make it a little less comfortable for you to sneak into this country illegally. You have said to your border patrol agents, uh, you should cut that wire. You got to cut that wire because uh, it's illegal to do. Texas put bear, put floating barricades up and down the river to stop the flow of illegal immigrants coming across. You've said, oh, that's illegal too. You've got to, you have stepped in Joe Biden and done everything in your power to make that flood of illegal immigrants just bigger and stronger than it even is today. And you've got to be held accountable for it in November, plain and simple. Anyway, we got to take our last break here. We're running late. We'll be back. When polka music fills the air, our lives are full and free. When people Time to dance, Brad. It's Friday Polka. Thank you, Jim from Orr. But he gave me a song from uh, Frank Yankovic that I can't pronounce. Oh. <laughs> I'm not even going to try because it's probably going to be way off. So we'll just say this is uh, Frank Yankovic, and thank you, Jim, for more. It's Friday Polka, well, Brad. And, and tomorrow is a Saturday morning is the Polka Fest. Okay, here's the title. He's singing the title. Yeah, I can't pronounce that, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> now, what time is uh, the Polka Party tomorrow morning on, on our station here? Yeah, they moved it now, and I'm glad you asked because they made some changes Saturday morning. Talk of the Town with Tracy and Friends is now on from 9 to 11. So from okay. 7 to 9 is the Fun Time Polka with uh, Patty and Michael. 7 to 9, Polka, the Fun Time Polka on KDAL. 7 to 9, all right. Yep. Well, do you remember, Kenny, those big massive rallies? Well, you know what? We're out of time. We're, uh, I'm going to hear the whoa, music Whoa, whoa, whoa. But here, what so. were you going to say just briefly? Because I... Well, when when I come back, I want to talk about... You You remember seeing the big massive truck rallies up in Canada? Oh, sure. That they had recently? Sure. Well, you're going to see them here in America about our border problems starting February 3rd. And I'll tell you all about it when we come back. Uh, with our number three here on 610 KDL Radio. Okay? Your Twin Ports home for Twins Baseball, KDL.